The following is a paid advertisement of St. Anthony Hospital Orthopedics. References to any specific product, services, or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by St. Anthony Hospital, Carroll Broadcasting, or its advertisers. The views expressed by the host or guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Welcome to the St. Anthony Hospital Orthopedic Show with Dr. Richard Godding. Dr. Godding specializes in joint preservation, reconstruction, and replacement surgery, and brings over 25 years of orthopedic excellence to St. Anthony Hospital and to the Carroll area. For more information about Dr. Godding, his practice, or St. Anthony Orthopedics, go to stanthonyhospital.org or make an appointment by calling 712-794-5536. Good Sunday morning, Iowa. I hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. I hope we're all blessed with gratitude and going forward into the new year. And here we are today, New Year's Eve. And um, I'm always make New Year's resolutions on New Year's Day and always think about them. And they oftentimes are the same. I want to be healthier physically, spiritually, and mentally. I want to be a better a better father, a better husband, and uh, grow my faith. And sometimes I think of it and I dice them up and I, and I think, well, what's, what's a real explicit, what's a very explicit, like this is exactly something actionable. I, I thought about what do I want for my daughters when they go out into the world? I want them to be self-confident. I want them to be able to go out in the world and conquer the challenges and be self-sufficient and find love and not a love that comes from needing someone to take care of them, but a, a love that comes from someone that they want to spend their life with and create a family and make the world a better place and have all that joy. And so what would that look like? Well, I want my daughters to go out there in the world and find somebody that loves them the way their dad loves their mom. And so what that means for me is I'm in the hot seat, <laughs> putting myself in the hot seat to really display that this year, to really make that like front and center of, of what I'm doing. Just really love my wife in a way that just makes my daughter say, wow, look at that. That's awesome. And of course my wife, obviously same thing, make her uh, look at that and say, wow, gosh, can't believe he loves me like that. So those are my very personal uh, New Year's resolutions. Uh, I hope you're making some positive New Year's resolutions. Don't have time for a whole show recording this week. Uh, we're going to play a show from a few weeks ago from a guy who came over from Cedar Rapids to have his knee done. I hope you enjoy it. If you didn't hear it, I uh, hope you have a listen. If you heard it, you might want to listen to it again. You have a wonderful, safe New Year's Eve. Have a good time. No need to overindulge. And then uh, start your year strong uh, with a new healthy framework. So with that, you have a blessed week, Iowa. I had a patient came in the other day who came over to see me from Cedar Rapids because uh, he had had some friends in that area that had come over, um, mostly because of the pain protocol, but also because of the Mako robot and, and just the, the results we're getting on the knees. And he was really interested in coming on and sharing his story. So we thought we'd have uh, Gary on today. So here we go with that. Hey, Gary. How are you doing? I'm doing great, doctor. Glad to uh, talk to you today. I'm feeling great. It's uh, been an amazing process, but I'm so grateful and so happy and 
with the results that I've got from you. So thank you. Well, that's great, and thanks for coming on the show. And the reason that I picked to have you come on the show is is it happened to be that I was talking last week when I was recording the show about how the Mako takes very, very difficult knees and makes them more scientific, more reproducibly done, and uh, done in a way that takes out a lot of the guesswork and the art of it. So it's a lot more science and a lot less art. So your mm-hmm. knee, you had an ACL reconstruction. When was that? Uh, I had one. The first one was in 1995, and the second was in uh, 2001. So actually two of them. Right. So you had two ACL reconstructions. The last one was 23 years ago. And kind of uh, tell us the story of your knee since that time, since that second ACL reconstruction. And then just for the listeners, if you know, the ACL, that's the one all the athletes tear. Um, and, right. and, and it's a big mm-hmm. reconstruction. It's not as small like a meniscus as they reconstruct the ligament. So, so tell us how it's kind of gone since over the last 20 years. So after the first one, they, uh, they take the center, center of the tendon from the kneecap down to the leg. They you use that to reconstruct the ACL. So that's what they did then. That was in 1995. And then it lasted until 2002, I, uh, misstepped and, and it popped. And then they took the tendon out of the the opposite knee the second time and and both times those those occurrences happened they damaged the meniscus that was in the knee so looking forward i had an idea that this was probably going to be a result end result where i would need a, a total knee, knee replacement which which it did but uh i do a lot of hunting and stuff and so i'm on my feet quite a bit back in 2012 i have a little gps that i use and and while we were hunting and in that week that uh we were out hunting i walked close to 50 miles is what uh my gps had told me but it was sore but i got along it was sore but i got along but within the last two three years it just gradually got worse and got worse and got worse and and uh i knew inevitably inevitably that uh this day would probably come and so here it is and so the results I got from the surgery, the no totally replacement, has been unbelievable. So, right. So you actually came over from Cedar Rapids, and and how did that happen? So a friend of mine knew about you or found out about you, and he referred me, and he had both his knees done uh, one at a time, and then he also explained to me that uh, several other people or a couple other people that I knew had theirs done too. And so I did call the one other guy and, and he explained to me how it went for him and he recommended it. And so that's how I got to know you. Right. right. Find out and, about you. And I think actually more than the Mako, because there's other places that have the Mako, was the pain protocol that you were interested in. Is that right? If I remember correctly? Absolutely. Absolutely. That was, my friend told me about that and he said that was, that was the game changer. He said it was unbelievable. And it's same thing for me. When we go to therapy, when I go to therapy, when my friend went to therapy, the therapists are just amazed at how well, how soon, how much motion you have in your knee already this quickly. So Yeah, well, just, that is awesome to hear, yeah. Yeah. Two weeks a day, so uh, I think a week ago when I came to see you for the one week out, I was at, uh, I was just using a cane, and I was bending at, uh, I think, believe, uh, 91 or 92 degrees today i'm at 103 degrees already at two oh weeks that's out, so. that's great and you actually drove yourself from cedar rapids one week <laughs> after the knee replacement i did i remember i did <laughs> yeah it's three hours one way so yeah 
it was the first little while I put ice on it, which I shouldn't have done. I put ice on it the first part of it, and then I stopped uh, partway and, and took the ice off and got out and walked around. And from then on, it was great both ways, go and finishing, going over there and coming back. So, yeah. Oh, that's Probably the... shouldn't have put the ice on it, but it was it was fine the rest of the way. And I walked into your office with a cane. So uh, Yeah, I remember. I, and, that's, and yeah. you know, your knee in particular, having had those surgeries and having metal implants inside that were left behind in those surgeries, and, and I showed you the x-ray. I mean, your knee was yep. shifted over half an inch from yep. side to side. Yeah. And now, of course, it looks nice and straight. And those are the things that make it really different using the Mako. So you have, to, you know, the Mako allows us to go around that hardware as opposed to if you don't have the robot, you're putting a rod up in the femur. Well, you were going to run into that metal screw that's left in your femur. And we were able to not do that. And then also to balance the ligaments appropriately, it's not guesswork. It's it's exactly, we we do it on the screen and we adjust to the millimeter and you adjust the tension of the ligament right where we want it and boom, execute. And mm-hmm. And it's so exciting, you know, when I get somebody who really has a bum knee and it's just so obvious that no matter what, it's better with the Mako. Now, you know, I've done a, over 2000 knee replacements, so there's some skill in there as well. But I would tell you that me doing your knee without the Mako versus me doing your knee with the Mako is day and night. And, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I'm just so excited about how, uh, how you're doing uh, this early. So you were, you said you walked 50 miles over a hunting weekend. It would have been a week, a week of hunting oh. out west. Uh, oh, out west. Was, yeah. Okay, so when, yeah. Was, when was the last time you were able to do that? Um, so you said that was 2012 I, that you did that? Yeah, so 10, 11 years ago. But uh, I haven't walked, I haven't went out west and walked that long, that far. But uh, in the last several years here, just I, when I was working, I, I retired in January of last year. So when I was working before that, I was in maintenance. So I was on a hard concrete floor all day carrying a tool bag around that weighed 30, 40 pounds, you know, and did that for 17 years too. So up and downstairs, you know, and it all just eventually came to, you know, where we're at today where it just kind of wore out and I, I knew something had to be done. So, But I think, I think you should next year schedule a, a hunt out west that's what i think <laughs> i would love to do that I, I, it's trust me it's it's on the list it's on the list i'm not sure if it'll be next year but uh it will be definitely in the future i will be back out there again yeah and i mean i think so. that i think that's that's the the fun of of what i get to do is to watch people go and and do those kind of things and uh and how did you find saint anthony's and the care that you got there as well i tell you what everything the whole procedure and everything else, the the care at St. Anthony's, the the ladies in your office were all top-notch. I mean, they were just, everybody was so nice, polite, respectful, professional. And same way in the hospital, the nurses were all just incredible. Uh, Here's another thing that I I noticed. It was just incredible where when I was in there, got to be later in the shift, they were a little bit short-staffed, but other nurses came from other departments and helped out and uh, took care of me and stuff like that. I was that was pretty amazing, I, I thought. So, yeah, every the whole experience at the hospital, at your office, is just top-notch. Everything was great. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm real proud of, of, of that, both my office staff and the hospital. I mean, honestly, 
So St. Anthony's, you know, for a rural hospital, the, the physical plant of it is just not what you expect, right? It's big, beautiful, private rooms with, you know, it's just right. a, a gorgeous, it's not a small little mm-hmm. uh, box hospital mm-hmm. with 25 beds. And then the people, you so you get kind of the big city medical experience, because again, you, you know, even in most of the big cities, you can't get the Mako. And then you get the small right. town, touchy-feely care that you get at St. Anthony's. And so that's what, kind of what makes it fun working there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I was impressed with the nurses. Uh, one would be busy, and another one would walk by and see I needed something. She'd come in, and you know, didn't even have to call her. She'd just say, "Hey, I'll, I'll help you out here." Until the other one was available again, and it was great. It was unbelievable experience. I wish I knew all their names. I could thank them all, but I don't. So, but uh, well, that I will tell them. Yeah. I will tell them all that uh, that you yeah. uh, said thank you very much and appreciated it. Mm-hmm. And. Um, so, yeah, so, well, you know, uh, uh, is there anything else you kind of want to tell the people listening uh, um, about your experience or about, did you did you wait longer than you thought? I mean, in retrospect now, would you have done this one or two years ago and felt like you w- would have had one or two more years of? of... Uh, I don't know. I just think everything has worked out the way it's supposed to. Uh, a couple years ago, I probably wouldn't have thought I needed it. Okay. Uh, I knew eventually it would be, but... Uh, so I just decided I'm going to take the fall off and I'm going to do it this year and then uh, be ready to go for next year. And, and so it all worked out that way. But the whole process from beginning to end has been un- unbelievable. You know, the first day I came and saw you, I think, was uh, October 9th. And you had, you know, did the x-ray and diagnosed my problem and said I was, you know, needed a new knee. And, and by the 31st, I was in there and had the surgery, which I thought was incredible. You know, just the whole time process went very quickly, which is great. So yep. I'm well on my way to being back to normal again, you know. So well, it's just, just been an awesome process. And I'm, you know, anybody out there that thinking about it or thinking they may need something in the future, I would highly recommend you and, and everyone at at uh, your office and at St. Anthony's as well. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate you coming on. And, it, you know, it just happened to be serendipitously that I was really talking about complex knees. And I walked in and there you were uh, a week out after your super complex knee. I just thought it'd be fun to come on the show and kind of share that with people. And I really, really appreciate your time coming on the show to, to, to share that story with us. And uh, well, I appreciate everything you've done for me, too, Dr. Godding. It's been been a great experience and i just can't thank you enough and your staff enough so thank you as well perfect all right well so i will talk to you in about five weeks you have my cell phone number uh if you need anything you text me and all my patients that get knee replacements and shoulder replacements get my cell phone number so uh, i think that's a good way to keep trouble from happening or at least if if there's trouble early we we get on it early so you let me know if you need anything at all and otherwise i'll talk to you in a few weeks will do thank you doctor all right thanks thanks a lot all right take care so there you go, Gary from Cedar Rapids. He had a uh, had a couple friends who had come over uh, who were radio show listeners who came over and were super happy with their knees. And, and interestingly enough, you know, it's interesting because, so there's two things. There's the Mako and then there's the pain protocol. And I honestly don't think you can get them both anywhere else that I know of uh, in Iowa. He came mostly because of the pain protocol. and But his knee, because his knee had had two anterior cruciate ligament reconstructions with retained hardware, meaning he had metal still in the knee, both in the tibia and the femur, 
and he had significant what we call ligamentous laxity uh, on one side and not the other, and his knee was literally shifted over almost an inch, over half between about, about three quarters of an inch, meaning from if you're looking at the knee from left to right, it was shifted over. So it was overhanging on one side and underhanging on the other. And it essentially was a knee that without the Mako would have taken a lot more, I don't want to say it's guesswork, but a lot more, there's some guesswork, but a lot more just craft. And I've talked about that before. You know, I've done thousands of knee replacements. I was good at the craft, but the craft is now not part of it anymore with, with it's all the science. There's a little bit, okay. A new, there's a little bit of craft left to it. But if you were to take a knee replacement without the robot, without the Mako robot and the rest of them, eh, you know, like I said, there's, it's essentially, there's the Mako and then there's everything else. And I, you know, and I stand by that and talk to anybody about their, robots and there's just no comparison it's just the capabilities are just different it's just the mako uh, for one it's the only one where the robotic arm has an actual saw at the end of it rather than a burr uh and there that's a whole detailed conversation for another day but the mako is just it costs three times as much as the rest of them three to five times as much and it's worth it and um when you're doing the knee with the mako robot there's you are able to essentially do the knee conceptually on the screen during the case and then execute it flawlessly and then not have to balance the ligaments afterwards because they're already balanced based on the cuts that you've made to the bone as opposed to the old way where you make the same cuts to the bone with everybody and then balance the ligaments which is very much a craft or an art and you know it just it's just so fun to be able to to take this knee that would have honestly even with all the knees that I've done, I would have looked at this knee going in and I would have said, oh boy, this is going to be a doozy if I was doing it without the Mako. And with the Mako, I was like, man, we got this. And just zip through it, able to go around instead of taking out the metal that had been left behind, we were able to go around it uh, because we didn't have to put the rod up in the femur like the normal targeting device on a, a non-robotic knee. And then, of course, you know the pain protocol. Obviously, I talked about that with the interviews that we've had with the attorney general and other people on here that, you know, I've worked on my pain protocol for a very long time. We have very low number of all the 15 hospitals in this program. My patients use the least amount of opioids afterwards. So the least amount of the the hydrocodone and the oxycodone. So putting those two things together is, you know, just what I've been working for. It is the, uh, it's taken a lot of time to build up the program the way I, I want it and to have it be executed the way I want it. And it's just so much fun. I mean, you got a guy, first of all, a guy coming over from Cedar Rapids who heard about me from other people in the Cedar Rapids area, which is fun in and of itself. And that, and I, and that's, you know, Hey, that's due to the radio show. So thank you for listening. But also, you know, being able to work at St. Anthony's who a, is a great hospital and B bought me the Mako robot. And I say bought me cause I was the only, I'm the only one here. So they bought it for me to use for the patients because I convinced them that these type of outcomes were possible. And that by doing it in this way, combined with the other stuff 
that I'm doing that we would be able to bring in patients from other places. And that's exactly what has happened. And so it's just, I don't know, it's just fun. I feel really good. So I've built this thing out here in Carroll, Iowa and continue to build it and able to, you know, have a, a rural hospital give the same level of care in the same type of physical plant and the better, you know, a more touchy feely level of care than is possible in the bigger city hospitals and in a physical plant that would match any hospital. I mean, our private rooms are just as good as any private rooms I've seen. And the staff is just very dedicated and very, very friendly. And as you hear, so I thought it'd be fun every once in a while, I get a patient on, uh, because I think it's their story is fun. And uh, there were a lot of fun things about Gary's story, not the least of which is that, you know, in 2012, he spent a week hunting and walked 50 miles. And more recently, he said he's just not even anywhere close to that. And uh, that now that he's got his knee and he's feeling good, he's looking to maybe go back out west and and do some uh, some hunting again that, that would entail 50 miles of walking over a weekend. And so that's why it's such a great privilege and honor. And, and I'm just really humbled to be able to to do this profession. I mean, you know, I worked hard to get here, but God gave me some gifts and uh, they happen to be in, in this avenue. And I'm just thankful every day that I get to do this for a living because I can't imagine anything that would make me feel better than to be able to take people and, uh, and get them back into the lives that they want to lead. And so I'm just really, really grateful for all that. And I, and I do, I love all my patients and, and I love what I do. And so, so with that, uh, I just wanted to, to share Gary's story. Gary actually wanted to share his story. He had heard about the radio show and I, you know, he, he, I said, Hey, what do you think? And he said, yeah, I would love to get on there and tell my story. And, um, so that's what we did. So once again, thank you all very much for listening. I, I do really appreciate it. It's, uh, this, this radio show has been quite a, uh, it's been quite a ride over the last, it's been, I've been doing it for five years now and, uh, it's nothing that I ever thought I was going to do, but it's really allowed me to, to do things, um, that I never, never really thought were, you know, never really thought we were going to be able to do these things. So with that, I thank you again for listening and, uh, you have a blessed week, Iowa. This has been the St. Anthony Hospital Orthopedic Show with Dr. Richard Godding. For more information about Dr. Godding, his practice, or St. Anthony Hospital Orthopedics, go to www.stanthonyhospital.org or make an appointment by calling 712-794-5536.